0: The joy of living is in the giving.
1: This year and every year since 1947, the United States Marine Corps has been collecting and distributing millions of toys to less fortunate children all over the U.S. If you would like to donate a toy or make a monetary contribution, please go to toysfortots.org. You'll find local toy donation drop offs and other ways to help. 2020 has been a challenging year for us all. Let's help make this year's holiday season a better one for some truly needy kids. Thank you. Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast, a never ending quest to find something, anything to watch on streaming media. Hello, divers. Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to this podcast, what took you so long? <laughs> uh, I'm Tom Feeney, What's writer. wrong for- with you? And yeah, exactly. What the ha- anyway? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going there. Uh, I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wing Movie Magazine, and with me once again from a hermetically sealed satellite location, The
0: Mandalorian. Hey, Amanda. It's The Mandalorian. It's me. Yes, I am here. I'm here. I'm happy that I'm we're able to record. I'm sad that we're not in the studio, but things are looking brighter. You never know. Maybe for next year's Halloween episode, we'll uh, we'll be able to do that again
1: yes you know for next for next you know we-, we might as well get more ambitious you know maybe this next halloween we'll do like live streaming or something fun who knows Ooh, that'd know? be cool. yeah yeah we'll try to mix it up a little bit why not have some fun with it you know
0: have some fun <laughs> about
1: anything these days which would
0: be, yeah exactly
1: that'd be great <laughs> uh, so yes it is december and that means if you're like us that Seasonal affective disorder is hitting you <laughs> like the Bipolar Express right about now. Uh, but hey, you know, the holidays are almost here and, and everybody has something they identify with for the holidays. Maybe it's the lighting of the menorah. Maybe it's all the delicious holiday treats or the bright lights on display. But, you know, for kids, holidays mean one thing.
0: Grandparents.
1: Disappointment. No, I mean toys. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Kids love toys, you know? Uh, whether it's something simple like a rocking horse, which they probably don't even make anymore, uh, to the latest video. What it?
0: 1918?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Tell me, toys. I love toys. I love toys, too. So let me ask you a question. Uh, mm. Do you have a favorite toy from childhood?
0: Yes. I do. I've got two of them, but probably one is my favorite. Teddy Ruxpin.
1: He doesn't destroy galaxies or capture aliens or fold up into a space vehicle. And his friends don't have names like Kiltron or Smashoid.
0: Hi, my name is Teddy
1: Ruxpin. All he does is tell stories about friendship, caring, sharing. And he goes on adventures where the only thing he captures would like you to meet someone. of a child's children. imagination we're going to have
0: lots of good times together
1: oh it that was, creepy yeah. uh, cassette playing it is uh, creepy
0: it is very creepy now that i think about it but yes it was a teddy bear it was like sort of the 80s or even maybe even the early 90s version of a of a home animatronic mm-hmm. type thing his his eyelids moved and like his little mouth moved you put a cassette in and he would basically read the story to you um, and then they made a TV show out of it And I think that, that just ruined everything But <laughs> it, it was do. either that It was either Teddy Ruxpin or It was either my that or my Easy Bake Oven Oh yeah, yeah definitely, the Easy definitely. Bake Oven Yeah, and it was Pre, like, you know, them kind of Catching on fire and whatnot, it was right around the time That the Cabbage Patch dolls got released and they were Eating like hair and stuff, my oh. mom's like Well you're not getting one of them, so will get you an Easy Bake Oven <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness! They still make those too, and you know, I think they what's do. kind of they do. What's kind of cool though is recently, and I, I mean, like a few years ago, they kind of stopped, uh, like making it look like it was for girls only. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. I think I don't think I think they changed it to more neutral color and more of an oven-looking device, not pink with flowers all over it or what have you. Which I thought was a smart move. You know, yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, boys want to be chefs too. Exactly,
1: exactly. So I think that I I actually like that. And, you know, hopefully it's a lot safer than it used to be. (laughs) What about you? Do you have a favorite toy? Yes, I do. Thank you for asking, even though I kind of set it up that way. Um, (laughs) Yeah, in 1978, there was this revolutionary handheld game that was released by Parker Brothers. It was called Merlin.
2: Merlin's a game that you can play. You can play it six different ways. Some
0: like to play at tic-tac-toe. Others can test their skills.
2: Some play a tune on Music Machine or try to play Blackjack 13. Merlin is six electronic games in one. It's really fun for most everyone in the family. Six pin light batteries not included. With lights and sounds. Six games in one. Merlin's a game that's lots of fun.
1: Merlin, six electronic games in one. From Parker Brothers. And it looked kind of like a futuristic telephone. It was bright red, and it had this backlit keypad in the center, and you could play these, like rudimentary games like tic-tac-toe and there was a memory game like Simon where you had to follow the patterns and all that um I absolutely loved that thing and I had it with me constantly for a couple of years until I probably broke it uh but yeah that when I, whenever I think of childhood toys I think of uh, I think of that so that was probably yeah definitely my my favorite one of all time
0: well you know what's funny if I'm honest I probably have more toys now as an adult than I did when I was a child. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And I've even, you know, I've even picked up a few uh, ones that I remember from when I was a kid just to kind of have around for, for nostalgia reasons, you know, try to harken back to the days when my parents tried to buy my love. Oh, uh, no, yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, didn't work But anyway they... <laughs> no. they You know what
0: I'm really hoping for? I'm really hoping that this doesn't sound crazy But as a child, the one toy that I always wanted But never could get Was, you know when McDonald's would release The Chicken McNuggets as toys? Oh, yeah, like the remember little, like that? the little plushies Are they the plushies? Yeah, they're plushies But they also have these hard plastic ones And they all had their own different outfits Like they had Halloween ones or Christmas ones But they were literally just a chicken nugget with eyeballs and I don't know why, but I wanted it so bad. And I never, I don't even know why, what the, what the resolution was, why my parents wouldn't get them for me. But these days, I go looking on eBay for older toys that I wanted as a kid and didn't get. So I'm fulfilling my toy dreams now as a 30-something-year-old. Uh, yeah. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's funny because I, I've sort of done the same thing. And i I haven't. Every once in a while, I'll go on eBay and I'll look for this one thing that I really, really wanted when I was a kid, but my parents wouldn't get it for me. I kind of understand why, but it was a toy Coca-Cola dispenser. Oh, cool. And it actually really dispensed Coca-Cola. Um you know, it had it had like a little thing you put the, it come with like some glasses and you put the glasses in the spout and it would, oh, you know, cool. but that, you know, my parents realized that would hasten my descent into type two diabetes. Uh, so <laughs> they were, they wisely <laughs> said, no, we're not going to do that. Um, so yeah, I don't blame them for that. But one of these days, maybe, maybe I'll pick it up. I see it occasionally uh, out there in various states of disrepair. <laughs> so that's uh, like, they anyways. had a,
0: a, uh, Was Dairy Queen put out a uh, Snoopy ice cone maker? Oh yeah, oh yeah, couldn't get that either. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Man, I think our childhood wasn't as great as we're thinking it was. There's only toys I want to get.
1: Yeah, now I'm just reliving all my childhood traumas. (laughs) Sorry, I gotta call my therapist.
0: Does this episode have a theme that we're that we're touching on right now?
1: Yes, yes, because our theme is toys. Um, so we're going to talk about, uh, movies or TV shows that feature toys as sort of a main theme or character. Um, and if it's okay with you, I would actually like to go first.
0: Yeah, why not?
1: All right, here we go. This is when this one's, (laughs) this one's, I can already tell you this is going to be interesting. Um, my first pick is a delightful Family movie starring two legendary comedians, and it would never ever be made today. Why? Well, in the 40 some odd years since its release, it has been called one of the most racist movies of the 1980s. Uh, yeah, here we go. My first pick is the 1982 comedy, The Toy. Now, this is a film that stars Richard Pryor and Jackie Gleason, two absolutely legendary actors, comedians, performers, what have you. But this movie, it's not like it's just bad, but it's really problematic. What do you give the kid who has everything?
0: Daddy said anything I wanted, anything in the store.
1: For Eric Bates, it was the only toy in his father's store... You
0: know what I want.
1: ...that wasn't for sale. What you're offering me is not a job, sir.
2: It's an insult, and I'm insulted. I'm splitting. Now, Jack Brown has been made an offer he can't refuse. $2,000? that kind of money, if Eric blows his nose, you wipe it.
1: And if he can survive one week with Eric... What you were
2: gave a new meaning to the word bad.
1: He may even find himself a friend.
2: If you want a friend, you
1: don't buy a friend. You earn a friend.
2: Richard Pryor, Jackie Gleason,
1: Ned Beatty, and Scott Schwartz in a Richard Donner film, The Toy. Richard Pryor plays Jack Brown. He's an out-of-work reporter. He's trying to get a job at a newspaper owned by a wealthy businessman named U.S. Bates, who is played by Jackie Gleason. Now, Bates also owns this huge toy store where Pryor is now working to try to provide for his family and save his home from foreclosure. So he's kind Mm of, he's trying to stay optimistic. He's trying, he's, you know, a hard worker and he's trying to make his way, but he just can't seem to get a break. But he's trying to make the best of it. So While he is working in this uh, sort of menial job at the toy store, he's like clowning around with some of the toys and trying to, you know, make people smile and do all that. Uh, But who notices this character doing all this stuff with the toys? But the owner's spoiled brat of a 12-year-old son, Eric. Now, the boy's father, of course, you know, wants to... You know, doesn't really have much time for his kid, doesn't see him all that much, and is just like, oh, well, well, while we're here in my toy store, uh, you can have whatever you want in the store, anything you want. And Eric says, and I quote, I know what I want, the black man.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: yes, okay. Now you can kind of get the idea. Uh, of course, Jack is appalled by the offer until... Mr. Bates starts throwing money at him, enough to pay off his mortgage. And if that weren't enough, he offers Pryor a job as a reporter at his newspaper if he agrees to be subjected to humiliating pranks by the boy, who is just the worst. You know, he, terrible kid. Now, after hearing this, Some of you may be listening with your jaws on the floor. Others might be like, hey, it was the 80s. It was a comedy. Pryor agreed to be in it. So how racist can it be? Stop being such a social justice warrior. Yeah, okay, no. Granted, this was all couched in a sugary, feel-good, let's all understand the value human beings have and all that but it is just so cartoonish in its attempt to make a statement about slavery that it winds up having the opposite effect and becomes terribly tone-deaf and offensive. Basically, he buys Richard Pryor's character for his kid to play with as a toy, hence the name of the film. Now, if that weren't bad enough... There is rampant sexism in this movie with the treatment of uh, Bates' trophy wife. There's a, a German housekeeper who watches old Adolf Hitler speeches for fun. And the KKK makes an appearance near the end too, just in case you weren't aware that racism is bad. Now, of course, by this, the end of this film... Everyone has had this epiphany about how people should treat each other and are all instantly transformed into good, kind, nice individuals instead of the awful, horrible jerks they were when the movie began. And of course, that makes it all better, doesn't it? No, not really. <laughs> Now, it defies belief how, even in 1982 when this was made, a movie studio thought it would be a good idea to make a film about a bratty rich kid who buys a black man for his own amusement. Now, what galls me even more is that it was directed by Richard Donner, a man whose work I admire On the first two Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, he directed The Omen, Lethal Weapon, Scrooged, The Goonies, and one of your favorites, Timeline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this guy's had a great career on movies, but I just don't get it. I mean, okay, so I guess bottom line, you might ask, is the movie actually funny? Well, you know, Richard Pryor, of course, a great comedian, has some good slapstick bits and managed to somewhat maintain his dignity during this film. But you know, you'll probably be too busy cringing to notice. Uh, in my opinion, the toy should have a warning label that says maybe a choking hazard on it. So there you go. There you go. Ho, ho, ho. That's my first, uh, that's my first pick about toys. Um, well, let's get to the score, shall we? After all that, uh, mm. the toy, is a odd odd five point nine out of ten on the internet movie database. But here's the real tell nine percent on rotten Ooh. tomatoes. Nine percent. Oh that's tough. It is tough. Now, if you want to subject yourself to this for whatever reason, it is available to rent on most of the usual suspects for three dollars and ninety-nine cents. But as of right now, this recording, it's only a dollar ninety nine on voodoo, which is still a dollar ninety nine too much. So there you go I kind of flipped the script a little bit So not actually about a toy But someone that was treated as such Poorly and really just Unbelievably in this movie Okay So follow that
0: Okay, All right. well I mean it technically counts It counts Okay, so My first pick And you know, I gotta say You went a little little bit darker than I was expecting For a holiday episode, but that's okay That's okay (laughs) Um, mine actually has a little bit of a a dark theme as well so back in 1986 uh, we had a lot of cool fun things come out in fact the last episode uh, we had I talked about quite a few movies that came out in the 80s Um, but this one is particularly great this one is called The Christmas Toy 1986 It's Jim Henson film and of course it stars the well prolific Muppets such as Kermit is in there they've got a few other uh, no names in there Um, but essentially Yeah. (laughs) But essentially, I think that it would not be dishonest to say that this was kind of a precursor to Toy Story. Um, The animated Pixar films, you know, with Tom Hanks and and that other dude. Never heard of him. What's his name? Tim Tim Allen. No
1: idea what you're talking about. Never heard of him.
0: But essentially, if you don't know, in the Toy Story movie, the toys can come to life when people aren't looking. In this movie, the Christmas toy... it's sort of similar, right? So the toys can come to life and they can play when people aren't watching.
2: Anyway, we're in the house of the Jones family, Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, uh, Molly, the eldest daughter, the little guys, Jamie and Jesse, and of course, Ouija the family cat. But this story is not about them. It's about what goes on in this room when the Joneses aren't looking, because this is the children's playroom where all their toys are kept, including one that belongs to Ouija the cat. Now, over here is Apple, and uh, let's see, up here is Rugby Tiger. You know, little Jamie was sure thrilled when she got him as a gift last Christmas. But I tell you what, I'm going to head back to my place now, so uh, why don't you just sit back and uh, watch what these toys do just as soon as I leave the room?
0: But the dark side of it is if they get caught, being in a different place than when the human left them, like so say if the little doll was next to the bed when the girl went to bed or to get breakfast and she came back upstairs and then there was a uh, you know, that they had moved, they had a party or whatever and they had moved, then that toy would actually become frozen and never have the ability to return to life again. So it was kind of this dangerous game of like let's, you know, play and have fun but let's not get caught. So it is the story of essentially, um, this little tiger puppet, he's a tiger toy. And he is, I don't want to, how do I say it? He's kind of like a little snob, like a little pain in the butt kind of. And, um, basically he wants to be the center of attention for all the toys all, all the time. So his name is rugby and he was actually the Christmas gift from last year. He thinks that he's going to go ahead and get himself wrapped up again so he can be Another, you know, great Christian skateboarder doesn't realize is that, of course, if he moves to be wrapped up, then he uh, will get frozen. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the great thing about this movie is that, of course, it it's brief for sure. But what it does do is that it engages the child in, in um, make-believe, of course, but also the power of friendship. So Rugby the Tiger forms a friendship with mew the mouse actually <laughs> so you know what's funny is it's a, it's a cat toy mouse
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but that, yeah i digress um but it, it, it's lovely because it stars all the the familiar puppete- puppeteers that you would think of when you think of jim henson um people like dave gold uh steve whitmeyer which by the way we have actually met steve Whitmire uh at Rhode island comic-con and he was in a booth right next to uh, Carol Spinney. Oh, yeah. Who, I remember that. Rest in You're peace. you telling me that.
1: Yeah. Carol
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spinney, Big Bird. But Steve Wimler was super cool. Um, but people like Jerry Nelson, Richard Hunt. So all these people who have kind of, you know, transitioned with Jim Henson through all the projects were involved in this, too. Now, the great thing about this is that it was a uh, made-for-TV movie, right? So, like, uh, I think it premiered on ABC, maybe. No, I think it came out. Yeah, it came out in December of 86. So I was definitely informed, but I wasn't exactly taking notes for this episode back then. Um, what? You, you mean know. you didn't know? I didn't know. Um, but I love TV movies because I think that a lot of times they're very quick and they've got a, a point to make, so it's not necessarily long and drawn out. Um, but it's a very, it's a lovely movie, right? So like it's it's the power of friendship, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm not the only one. On IMDb, it gets a straight 8.0 out of over a thousand votes. Wow. So people love this movie. Yeah. Now it's a little bit obscure because it was very hard to find somewhere to actually watch it. But it turns out, as I just happened to be browsing, it is streaming right now on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, go ahead and check it out. Um, it's in a classic Jim Henson movie. I mean, if you've ever if you've watched one Muppets movie, you're going to be familiar with the not only the camera work, but just the vibe of it all. Um, There is one thing I do need to warn you with. Um, One of the toys kind of looks like the female version of Chucky. Oh. Because you know how Chucky's got that red curly hair and he's got some fenders. Oh,
1: yes. I remember.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's kind of creepy. And I'm just going to choose to assume that, that, you know, they got their uh, inspiration from that. It wouldn't be the first time that someone took something purely innocent and made it horrible.
1: Yeah, like most like, things.
0: You know, I, like most, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can watch it on Amazon Prime right now. Definitely worth it. Or you can buy it for three or four bucks. You know, the normals on uh, iTunes, iTunes and Google Play, YouTube, that kind of thing. If you can find yourself a copy of it, they did actually transcribe it over to, to Blu ray back in uh, the late 90s. It's available on eBay, but they are quite expensive, right around the $30, 40 range. Because again, it's a vintage thing, right? So, so yeah, that's my first pick. Jim Henson. I think I love everything about Jim Henson. That is
1: pretty cool. You know, it's funny because as you were talking about it, I was remembering I had seen it, um, and I, I thought, I, I thought to myself, wasn't there? Didn't they make a TV series out of it? And I was looking it up as, as you were as you were talking about it, and they did make a TV series out of it. Um, yeah, The Secret Life of Toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's available anywhere. But I, that I was like, wait a minute, did they? And I was like, yeah, okay. So you know, uh, my uh, memory is not failing me as much as I thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they did, and and unfortunately, like like a lot of these spinoff TV shows and whatnot, they don't necessarily fare that well. Yeah, um, I think most people would really just, when you talk about the Christian story, would remember this more than anything. But yeah, it's true; they did make a series out of it. But yeah. Jim Interesting. Henson. Yeah, that's a
1: great. I think pick. you can't
0: really go wrong. I can't. I don't think you can go wrong with Jen Henson. Like, I really don't.
1: No, uh, you know what? It's because all of all the things they do, there is such a purity about it. Yeah, uh, and a lack yes. of cynicism. Yes, that it can be really hard to come by. You know, with a lot of, you know, it it's it seems like it's really uh, you know uh, a lot a lot of these Christmas shows and things like that try to be. Yeah, a little hip, a little snarky, a little cynical uh, about yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I think I think that all started with the Charlie Brown Christmas special when I talked about the commercialization of Christmas, and they like said it out loud for like the first time.
0: Right. Well, it gave it gave leave for everyone else to have that sort of sinister and skeptic view of Christmas. I mean, I think that sells, right? Like every holiday horror movie is, oh, I hate Christmas because something bad happened to me. And then they meet somebody, and it's like Christmas is wonderful. Yeah, you know?
1: uh, yeah, it appeals to that one section of the audience that roots for Scrooge. Uh,
0: you know, it's like, <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were going to say like Hallmark movies only appeal to like middle-aged women.
1: <laughs> now don't say that around uh, my wife because uh, she loves those.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I'm not saying that. No, no. <laughs> Wait, she's not middle-aged.
1: No, of course not. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 much younger, much younger.
0: Yeah. They get so much trouble. I know
1: because she's older than I am. Don't tell anybody. Oh, uh, No way. Yeah, it's true. Um,
0: so, <laughs> and <you, laughs> what do they call? Um, what do they call it? Oh, geez, there. You know when you're, you're you get someone who's really you fall in love with someone who's really young. They call it cradle robbing. Yeah. What would you call it? if Somebody's older.
1: Uh, cougar robbing? robbing. I don't know. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, boy. <Grape laughs> robbing.
0: Wow. Anyway. I'm going to edit Looking out on.
1: huge sections of this later <laughs> Moving on. Moving
0: swiftly on. Moving right <laughs> along.
1: I'm going to segue into, uh, awkwardly anyway, into my second pick. Ooh, good uh, really. Just like my first pick. My second pick is a little bit of a departure for me. Uh, normally, I'd probably pick some crappy horror movie, like one of the Puppet Master films or Child's Play or something <laughs> like that. But, yeah, like Yeah, something like that. But not this time. In fact, I'm not picking a movie at all. Ooh. But a really fantastic TV show called The Toys That Made Us. Toys. Action figures. Highly articulated, poseable figures. I'm gonna buy that thing.
0: We have to have a name.
1: Teenage, mutant, ninja, turtles. You're just like, oh, that's clever, I think.
0: Mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
1: And that was a name. That's the dumbest idea I've ever seen.
0: I'm Twilight Sparkle, and these are The Toys That Made Us. Oh, it's on Netflix. I love this
1: yes, show. Yes, 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 yes. So oh. it's it's a documentary series that looks at iconic toys and the stories behind their creation, their success, and sometimes their failures. Uh, they mm-hmm. have interviews with the creators of the toys themselves and the diehard fans who love and collect them. Now, of course, I wouldn't know anything about that whole collecting thing. <laughs> uh, Neither would I. No, you no, know, no. I mean, I just have my hundreds of, you know, collectibles surrounding me at all times my robots my batmobiles my star wars stuff uh so yeah i don't know anything about it um but these episodes there are some that that they feature masters of the universe uh star trek teenage mutant ninja turtles mighty Morphin power rangers and you know it's funny even oh go ahead
0: no didn't they do the transformers too
1: they did yeah uh, and yeah. even the episodes about toys that I never really had any interest in, you know, like they do Barbie or hello kitty. They're really cool. I mean, you, you know, Come they're great on. episodes.
0: Come you know? on. Right. You know, you wanted, you wanted a Christmas Barbie. Admit it. I, uh,
1: I, maybe.
0: <laughs> hey, if you had got one when you were a kid, it'd be worth some serious money right now.
1: And I, and I, I, I found, but you know, like I found some interesting things like hello kitty. I found out what I think kitty hello kitty's last name is which is white what is it? kitty white what i think it's true yeah i'm pretty sure that's the case uh no kid- oh it is full name is kitty white yeah kitty white yeah i mean that's not that original <laughs> but i mean it sounds like betty white but i'm oh, okay with that
0: yeah. but yeah <laughs> she's also a national treasure oh indeed she is um you know what i love about this show what? though is that they go so far into depth with people who love the toys and why they love them. And so it's not just a strict, Oh, this was made during this year at this company. It was actually bringing real people in and what these toys meant to them.
1: Yeah. And that's what makes it so, you know, so much fun to watch because you kind of, uh, you kind of relive your childhood vicariously. Uh, You Mm -hmm. get to see some of the old commercials. You get to see what the toys look like and hear people that really have a, a fondness for Uh, you know, for these particular toys and, and, you know, what that, what, like you said, what they meant to them growing up. And Mm -hmm. it's another one of those things that like your, like what your pick is there's such a a lack of snarkiness and cynicism to Mm -hmm. the show. It actually does kind of make you feel the love for the toys uh, of your childhood. And I think that's, that's a fantastic thing. I really do. Especially now, you know, when you want to binge watch something that actually does not make you feel terrible, uh, you could right exactly yeah you could do really well by watching the toys that made us um, and they the episodes are all less than an hour long and there's 12 mm-hmm. so you can binge all 12 episodes in a day um yeah
0: <laughs> we don't advocate for that do get up do do walk around but yeah, oh yeah could. sure
1: yeah eh, whatever but if you like you know you can I wouldn't but
0: you know it's become so popular they've actually got spin-offs on Netflix things like the movies that made us. I think right now they've got a Christmas special.
1: Yes, up. the holiday movies that made yes, us. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's I'm going to watch
0: that probably in a couple of days, because I know the Elf is on it, and i imagine Home Alone is on it.
1: Yeah, and The Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, cool. I'm all about it, because those are basically one of my top three favorite movies anyways. Yeah. I consider NBC to be a Christmas movie. You,
1: you consider what to be a Christmas? Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. NBC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's got the word Christmas yeah, in it, so. You know, right? and then yeah. You know, it's like yeah. being Die Hard. I think it's a Christmas movie. Others disagree. including have President, seen Die Hard. Including the president of the United States, which is, I mean, the former president of the
0: United, that's United States. That's not really saying, that's not really saying too No, much I mean Obama. Obama, oh, Obama okay, said it okay. was not a Christmas
1: <laughs> movie. come on, man, what are you doing? <laughs> well, uh, well, you know. But uh, for the scores, actually, uh, the Toys That Made Us gets a, a healthy 8.1 out of 10. Nice, uh,
0: nice.
1: But it actually gets a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Nice. Yeah. Which is
1: amazing. So I'm, you know, uh, you could do much worse than to park yourself on the couch with some hot cocoa and watch a bunch of episodes of that, especially if you're a fan of toys or that kind of nostalgic thing. Uh, Yeah, it's really great. I love it.
0: You know, what's interesting is I remember watching uh, the Star Wars episode, which I think actually might be like either one or two, like very early on in the the series. But um, there's this, this, Like thing that happened with uh, Star Wars toys, where I guess that maybe people didn't think that the movie was going to be super popular. So they went to like I think it was Hasbro and Mattel, and they were like, hey, sorry, this isn't going to be a good movie. It's not going to be marketable (laughs) for us, so we're not going to market it. So they were like, cool, we'll go over to Kenner. And uh, lo and behold, people are still trading Star Wars toys and stuff today. Like It's still a huge market. Now, the reason why I remember that is because something very similar happened with Jurassic Park. So Jurassic Park was originally made by Kenner. Um, I'm sorry, the the toys and and the dinosaurs Mm -hmm. and whatnot, made by Kenner. And and nowadays that uh, Mattel makes them, it is so hard to find Kenner uh, dinosaurs and whatnot. And my husband, who has his own little collection of dinosaurs back in his uh, homeland of England, told me about this. And I told him, like, the next time we go there, the first thing we're doing is going up into your attic and finding those toys. Because if nothing else, I need to have them.
1: Oh, yes, of course. But, I understand.
0: But it's crazy. It's crazy, like, how um, toys get, like, remade and then their original versions. It's almost like um, baseball cards. People who collect baseball cards and, like, oh, the condition matters, of course. But, like, it was made by this company and then it was made by this company. So the newer company isn't worth as much and et cetera, et cetera. But the same thing with toys. Oh, yeah. Like, I've always said that I think the Funko Pop Company has, like, they've cornered a market that oh, I'm not sure if sure anyone yeah could ever really replace them because they basically can do whatever is popular at the time and still make money you know yeah and you know yeah no no. i was gonna say like i it's crazy how like you know toy makers when you're thinking about like a big release like a movie or something like that or a tv show like for example the mandalorian Mm -hmm. right like nobody knew any toys were coming out nobody knew anything because first of all we didn't know what grogu looked like and we didn't know about Grogu, so I yeah. think they wanted to keep that a secret. Yeah, but it's like now—can you imagine how many toy production companies were fighting over the contract to get to get Mandalorian uh, toys and oh, and, sure. and whatnot out there? It's nuts.
1: Absolutely, and it's you know. And it's the one thing where you got to – sometimes you're like, okay, so now the toy companies are taking advantage of collectors because they'll come yeah. out with variants of all different kinds. And yep. and that whole thing started kind of as an accident because I remember, um, especially with Kenner, uh, with Star Wars, because they there were like a couple of different versions of the Jawa figures. One had like a plastic uh Cloak and the other had a, a like a cloth cloak, and you oh, one of them was more valuable than the other. And the people started looking for like different, uh, different colors on the cards and different, you know, yep. and that's and now they, you know, and after a while, the toy company started doing that deliberately, <laughs>
0: yes, and that led to beanie babies, oh, and everyone, oh. you know, what I mean, and everyone like collecting, like, oh, this beanie baby has this type of tag, or it's worth more, or this beanie baby has like plastic pellets as opposed to like, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I definitely understand that, like how mistakes then turned to more fortuitous side Yep. And companies were like, "Well, this is a quote-unquote special edition, or what is it called now? A chaser." Yeah. Like people ch- chase after these like limited edition things, and oh yeah. To be honest, that is kind of annoying. But I will, be, I will say, I'm not a huge Funko Pop collector because I, I, it's just it's a money pit, in my opinion. I do, however, have every Jurassic Park one. There you go. And there was a chaser. It was a red Dilophosaurus, and I was like looking everywhere for that dinosaur because it's the feeling of getting that. You know what I mean? Like of of making that score of getting that one thing. It's oh yeah, it's kind of a mind trick, and I'm sure we could do a whole episode on it. But man, yeah, toys
1: definitely. I I you know I I have to admit that that you know I've got I've got some Funko pops of my own, but they are always they're only ones that had some sort of importance yeah. in my personal pop culture adventure. You know what I mean?
0: I think you have a Boba Fett one that's near the desk. Don't you?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. I got or that one. Or the Fett. No, it's Boba Fett. I
0: can't It is Boba um, Fett, okay.
1: Yeah, I've got a Han Solo and Carbonite Funko Pop. Uh, I've yeah, got that one's funny. <laughs> Pops from uh, the movie The Black Hole. I've got them from Tron. Uh, you know, some Star Wars ones, some other Star Wars ones. Uh, so yeah, so only ones that I that really kind of appeal to something that I love. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh god, and it's funny because I was resistant to the Funko Pop thing at
0: first. Me too. Because me I too. thought these
1: look stupid. These are silly. You know, yes. like. Eh, but ultimately, they won me over, and you know, I embraced it. So. Yeah. Only
0: to a certain extent, though, because like, like I said, Money Pit.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's so true. So true. Although I do want to eventually there's like a Funko Pop store, I think, in Orlando that I want to go to.
0: Yeah, I would like to see that, definitely, because yeah. I, I think you can build your own kind of like a Lego store. You can build your own Lego. I think here you can build your own pop. Oh, that's fun. which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that. But that's a good that's a good second pick because that's a really great TV series. Hey, and I you. would seriously encourage anybody to watch that if you want it, just like a pick me up. Right. Absolutely. Like a nostalgic pick me up.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I understand you've got like a, like some honorable mentions of some kind. Is that oh, true? I do.
0: Yeah. I do. I do. So my first one is, I'm not sure if you remember, but it's the Indian in the Cupboard. Um, yeah, yeah. It's based off, yeah. So it's based off a, a, a book um, by Lynn Reed Banks, but it came out in 95. And of course, it's just about the boy, spoiled boy who has a magic cupboard. He puts a little Native American boy toy in it and it comes to life. And it's about their adventures and and whatnot. But the significant thing here is that I remember watching it as a, a, well, yeah, small child and being confronted, believe it or not by death, because there's one scene in the movie where, he, you know, <laughs> Omri scares one of the, the Indian, I guess Indian folk, as you would call it. Um, and he dies and they had to have like this whole like burial ceremony thing for oh, him. Yeah. It was very shocking, yeah. very shocking. But, um, Yeah, so I would recommend watching that. But, of course, you always have your your, uh, standbys, like The Gremlins, Small Soldiers. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, geez, a a bunch of things. But those are probably ones that you can kind of get into later. But I would say, um, so to recap, my first uh, pick was The Christmas Toy, uh, the Jim Henson uh, wonderful film that came out in 1986. And I believe what was your first pick? I can't remember.
1: It was the awfully racist movie, The Toy. Oh yeah, with Richard Pryor that's and Jackie right. Gleason from nineteen eighty two. Yes, 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 yes. So a kind different sad, kind of that like in nineteen
0: eighty two, it was like super racist. Like that's not that long ago. Yeah,
1: but it was you know it's funny because it was racist because even though it was trying to make a commentary about racist, but it's racism, but it did so so ham handedly and awkwardly right. that it just kind of just made it look cringy. It was ugh. so. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, and, you know, the Toys That Made Us, which is fantastic, which we talked about. Um, and I mentioned earlier, you know, a couple of toy-related horror movies. You got Child's Play and the Puppet oh, Master yeah. series. There's one, uh, another 80s horror film called Dolls that was just really creepy uh, from the mm-hmm. guy that did Reanimator. Uh, so, yeah, there's a bunch of those things out there. So, you know, just... Uh, keep checking those streaming uh, media services. And, uh, you know, next year it'll be great because uh, we may be actually able to review some current films because they're being released at the same time in theaters on HBO Max. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) let's hope that actually goes through. But it turns out when you want to make a big decision like that, you actually have to tell the heads of all these companies that make the movies. Yeah, you you kind of neglect
1: to do that. Yeah.
0: I think it was Legendary Films that said that they had a movie. Was it Dune coming out? Maybe. I'm not sure. But one of the films they have coming out, they put $165 million into the project, which is 75% of its uh, entire budget. And they're like, yeah, great. So (laughs) how are we going to make this money back now? To be fair, I'm not sure how any movie maker would think they'd make any kind of money back during a pandemic. Correct. But I think this could change the entire game for streaming media at HBO follow through with this
1: it's yep. gonna be awesome it is and circling back to our topic i have seen dune the movie toys from the new movie at target oh really already yes, already i've seen them apparently they were all ready to go because the movie was supposed to come out earlier this year so i think some um, of them got out and uh, i've seen some of them uh at target some of the figures which is kind of interesting
0: they're you know, pretty cool looking the, yeah i'll yeah i might take a look actually i haven't seen dune but i've i've um I've heard really good things about it. And I do have the book that I want to kind of pick up and
1: oh, I love see if I can the so yeah,
0: book. yeah, I want to get my, my hands into that. But you know, speaking of toys, the the one thing that I'm really hoping Santa brings me is the, uh, lifelike replica of Grogu.
1: <laughs> Grogu. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, it's a, it's a really famous, uh, replica, um, company that, that make, you know, they, like they make all of the, um, how do I explain it? You know, when you get, like, a very lifelike toy. Um, yeah. And it, this is one company that that makes it. And I can't remember who they're called. But basically, it's it's quite expensive. It's near three three four hundred dollars 400 oh. But it's totally worth it. Is it, like, it Hot Toys? Because I
1: know that's one company that makes it. No,
0: money. no. You know, it is, you know it is Sideshow Toys. Oh, Sideshow, so yes. That's makes mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because yeah, they have a ton of stuff for Jurassic Park and Batman. But, um, yeah, they, it's, like, $300. And it's so... Unbelievably cute, and I just want it so bad. So, Santa, if you're listening, and we do have friends uh, in Norway, so ah, it's very possible. Yeah. Um, would you mind, please, socially distancing and mailing that Grogu doll to me?
1: That's right, Santa. Come on, give us a break here. We need it. It's been a <laughs> terrible, terrible year.
0: Oh, yes, it is.
1: Oh, boy. All right. Well, oh. I, this was good. This was good. We, yeah, you know, we uh, exorcised some demons. Some personal demons, I think, uh, here, which is great. We, you know, we 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 talked it out. We we made some progress, I think, emotionally. This is good. Yeah, yeah. It's healthy. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like therapy. Yeah, yeah. Except, uh, you know, we're the ones that are paying. Well, wait a minute. Right.
0: Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know About
1: that. Mm. So our. So
0: you know, last last thing I'll say is that um, a little bit of a, a surprise here. I was on eBay while you were talking about oh. your vintage Coke machine. Yes. And you can find them for like twenty eight bucks Canadian.
1: Uh, just saying. Yeah, see that now. Uh, <laughs> I have to wait. I have to wait till after the holidays are over because I, you know, I gotta buy uh, stuff for other people. Uh,
0: okay. So, whamp, whamp.
1: <laughs> now speaking of stuff for other people, our contest Ooh. is still on, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. Yes, and it honestly, is. you guys, this is the coolest and best Christmas present to get. I mean, there's just no other option. This is the, what is it? The, the top of the line, the best Christmas part gift of the year. Yep. At least that's what I wrote down. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and that makes it true.
1: It does make it true.
0: <laughs> um, but, so our, our contest is pretty cool, though. If you want to take part, all you have to do is you're going to find us either on our Instagram, our YouTube, our Facebook, our Twitter. You can go find us on com. Send us a message. Tell us what things you want to hear, what kind of suggestions you have for a future episode. And not only will we try to get you on our show, but we will send you an amazing prize pack, which includes Mm. a t-shirt and a bunch of other things. Uh, I think there's a magnet in there. I think there's some stickers and a pin in there. And it's just, it's filled with love,
1: really. Filled with love. Just try to wash it off before you, you know, use any of it. Uh, So yeah, (laughs) wash off the love. But that's not all. I mean, we do have something special in our merchandise store, like we did for October. We've got a seasonal T-shirt. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) nothing says the holidays like a festive torso covering. Uh, So, you know, check it out. Check it out also on our website. And there's one more little thing. It's our gift to you for the holidays. The link is on our website, and that is... The Yule log. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Deep Dive Podcast has a Yule log. Yes, it's cheap, slapdash, and let's be honest, pretty lame, but it's ours and we love it. And it's it also our Yule. Oh, it's ours. Yeah, and it has some wonderfully cheesy Christmas music from an old reel to reel that was played in Kmart stores in the mid 70s. It's <laughs> minutes of holiday fun. Minutes. Which you can put on repeat. You can put, it's an hour long on YouTube, but you can put it on repeat. Um, If you're that kind of masochist, you can put it on repeat while you're wrapping presents and all that fun stuff. So yeah, check it out. We, you know, love some views and like to hear what you think. We love to hear from our listeners. You know, we, uh, we want your suggestions. We want your ideas. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's why we do what we do, honestly.
0: Uh, and we're also quite bored.
1: Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, because yeah. you know, it gets dark around like 12 noon
0: now here. <laughs> no, and we're not allowed to go outside, anyways.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's bad. You know, you got to help us out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So that does it for this episode for The Amazing Mandalorian and myself, Tom Feeney. We hope you stay safe, stay healthy, stay inside. And happy holidays. Wear a mask. Please wear a mask. All clips are intended for educational use only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive theme was arranged and performed by Ryan Blaney and produced by EchoCraft. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Studios. Thanks for listening.